0: In Alabama Ag in Review for the week of April 18th, we had the latest on Farm Bill talk. Well, as budget pressures increase, so does the scrutiny of Farm Bill program spending. But despite this, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says he's sticking with his original decision to not present Congress with a 2012 USDA Farm Bill proposal.
1: Because that hasn't been particularly successful in the past.
0: In fact, the Secretary says...
1: The last effort by the previous administration at writing the Farm Bill was a disaster. I mean, it just didn't work. At all. We I mean, have two vetoes. We want, to, we want to be a collaborative process. We raise questions, we provide assistance, we provide focus, we provide direction, but we are not going to tell Congress what to do because Congress at the end of the day writes the Farm Bill and we must respect that and I do.
0: Bill Sack reiterates that he believes the best way to approach the 2012 Farm Bill process, which has already begun, is to let Congress know about ideas and programs the administration considers important.
1: And provide the technical assistance for the policymakers to be better educated about those areas.
0: And when Livestock News, Randall Wiseman had this.
2: Even with exports declining month to month for four straight months, U.S. farmers are still racking up big trade surpluses. And when it comes to beef, the latest USDA export forecast indicates we'll be nearing the levels back in
3: 2003. We're estimating that 2011 will be back to 2.475 billion pounds. We're getting close to that 2.5 billion number that we had prior to the BSE episode.
2: World Agricultural Outlook Board Chair Jerry Bangy said getting back to this point was due to efforts by those in the beef industry and USDA.
3: It's been hard to get back. I think the department has done a wonderful job with regard to the various trade issues that make tremendous headway.
2: So with beef exports expected to near that 2.5 billion pound figure, Bangy looks at USDA's forecast for the other
3: meat exports this year, starting with pork. We're looking at 4.675 billion pounds. That's up 11 percent from 2010. But when it comes to broilers, with regard to broiler exports would be off at 6.55 billion pounds, down about 3.3 percent to be exact. There are some issues out there with regard to that. We, of course, have a smaller TRQ to Russia. Russia has been restrictive in terms of the imports, and there's also been some duty issues with China that Has reduced her exports there. But Bangy said overall we're looking at a very strong export picture
2: as the total meat export figure is now at 14.4 billion pounds. That's up nearly 3% from last year.
0: We'll wrap up for this week with a profitable Everett Greiner. Keep
4: reading these reports about how pleased farmers are with those high commodity prices. Farmers I know are, in fact, delighted with $600 a ton peanuts and a dollar and a quarter a pound for cotton. But what the public is not aware of is there's a big difference in the level of commodity prices and commodity profits. Compare today's commodity prices to those of 1995. Then compare the cost of a bag of peanut seed to 1995. A ton of fertilizer back then cost about $100, uh, closer to $700 a ton now. And if a farmer has to replace a piece of equipment today, uh uh-uh. Yes, yeah, some farmers make money, some always have, some always will. But commodity prices are set mostly by demand, and of course, traders on the commodity exchanges, not by farmers. Prices are high, but profits are mostly based on how good a crop you make. What's $6 a bushel of corn if a drought takes your crop? Yeah, farmers are happy about high commodity prices.
0: And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast AgNet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast AgNet's podcast.